Welcome to the Edutainer Podcast. My name is Erin Albert. In this podcast, we explore the intersection between education and entertainment. Stay tuned for another episode coming up next. We are here today, I think, with our final episode of the Sanditon Fan Fiction miniseries with two fans. We got a twofer today, Renee and Camilla. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Exciting to have you here. It's my understanding that you guys have been trading stories back and forth, but you've never met live face-to-face until this podcast episode. Is that correct? That is correct. We've been emailing back and forth a lot. Well, that's so awesome. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I like I said with all the other episodes, I have never seen a fan base like this before in my life. I mean, there are people that are very, very passionate about fan fiction around Sanditon. So ladies, let's dig into it. Renee, I'm going to start with you. How did you get involved in fan fiction? Uh, so, you know, first, I just want to say thanks. I love what you're doing here, Aaron, and I want to be really thankful to my Midwest Sanditon Zoom friends who encouraged me. You know, so to be honest, I've always loved literature, and originally I wanted to be a professor of 18th century English literature, but found that was really financially not realistic for me. So I was a journalist for a while and then found my way into business. And last year, when things went crazy with the pandemic, I started working like 18 to 20 hours, seven days a week. And that was like uh, obsessing my mind. And I stumbled onto Sanditon and I actually didn't watch it. I listened to it while I worked and the dialogue was so good. And I remember it was episode eight and I looked at the clock and I was like, how are they gonna wrap this up and get get a happy ending in five minutes? And then (laughs) they didn't clearly. Um, And so like everybody else, I was completely floored uh, by what they did with the ending. And I went online to find episode nine which, and when it was going to be on, which of course, there's no episode nine. And then I was like, well, maybe it's season two. And then there was no season two. And then I found the Twitter group and started seeing things about fan fiction. And I thought that that actually was the name of a streaming service that picked up Sanditon. I had no idea, like it was actually story writing. And I sent a tweet out asking, you know, about it. And a very nice Mallory Dockery uh, sent me a link to her story, The River and the Man. And I was hooked. It was such a great distraction from the pandemic. And then I read for a short while and I started writing down my own ideas that would come to me when I jogged in the morning. And then I figured, why not put it out, my own writing out there? Because, you know, if there's one thing you've learned from, or I've learned from this pandemic, it's that life is really short and why not try everything while we can? So that's kind of how I fell into it. I love that story. I like your wrap in there to the pandemic too. (laughs) So Camilla, same question. How did you get involved in fan fiction, particularly around Sanditon? Well, uh, actually a bit by coincidence. And yet again, not. I majored in in literature and actually uh, combined it with uh, an IT degree. Don't ask me why, but I did. I think it was a good career move. And during the beginning of the pandemic, in uh, I live in Denmark, as you can probably hear from my thick accent, I needed some kind of hobby. And... I wanted to do something professionally, and I heard this other podcast where uh, a career woman said that she wanted to improve her written English and started uh, writing fan fiction on AO3. So I thought, hey, I'll give it a go. And I had just seen Sanditon, and like Renee, I was mortified that they could end it after only one season. 
So that was kind of my rabbit hole into this wonderful community. Uh, and I just jumped in. So it was a little bit coincidental that it turned out to be Sanditon, but uh, today I'm very grateful that it was. I, write, I started writing for my own sake and I was absolutely flabbergasted the first time I got a comment and a kudos on one of my stories because I didn't write for an audience. I, I wrote to improve my written English and to embrace the language uh, that I love so much to, to read myself. So that was uh, actually, <laughs> it was a career move, so to speak. Awesome. I love that story as well. Let's move on to, I'll go back to you, Renee. Share with us some of your storylines that you have published around Sanditon online. And then maybe you can share with us how you started collaborating with Camilla. Yes. So right now I have about seven stories out there and they're all really different because I'm trying to become a better writer. And, you know, as kind of mentioned, try new things. And I think because the characters were so wonderfully created and brought to life by the Sanditon creative team and the actors. I think like a lot of other writers, I, I tend to lift some of the characters out of the Sanditon universe and plop them elsewhere. So, and, and again, it's kind of like for my own entertainment uh, in a lot of ways, just to keep my mind occupied. So I think one of the, the first stories got a hashtag and uh, which was really interesting because I didn't really understand hashtags to be honest with you at the time. But the first story was landed and that was kind of a modern day story that follows a trip that I took to London a while back. So that was fun. Hitch is a murder mystery where I actually kill one of the Sanditon characters, which I can't believe I did that. And I'd end every chapter with a decision I had to make because I had no way, I had no idea what I was going to do the next chapter. So I was just trying to tra challenge myself. And then acting is kind of my favorite because it was something of a meta work and homage to the people who are fighting to save Sanditon. And I included some of the Twitter community as characters in it. I think my favorite was casting a woman who goes by Nanya B on Twitter as Sydney's Taylor, who measures him for his pants. So that was quite a, um, a lot of people liked that. And that was actually the one where I started writing about my golden retriever butter. And everybody's been super nice and really likes my dog, I think better than my stories. But the, the one I'm writing now is called Jinx and it's really, horribly historically inaccurate, but it's Regency. And this Charlotte is a very privileged young lady uh, instead of like a girl from Willingdon, which is, it's just a lot of fun. And I get to add new characters, steal some of uh, Camilla's characters and, uh, and flesh the story out beyond Sanditon. So that's, that's the current one. I think I'm like on chapter 35 of that one. Let's back up in your storylines. Where did you and Camilla start collaborating? And Camilla, I'll let you kind of pick up the story here. I think it started with acting, where Renee, uh, in her story, referred to her, her Charlotte character starts reading fan fiction uh, because he's writing this meta work on a Jane Austen period drama. Uh, and she made these wonderful shout outs to, uh, to other stories, uh, including mine. And we sort of started uh, shouting out to each other. And I'm amazed that the other uh, readers are actually able to hear themselves because sometimes we shout really loud. And we, we sort of just continued doing that. And the two stories we, uh, we are writing currently actually share, uh, share as characters. So it's, it's, it's great fun. Can, can you both unpack how you share characters or how you... Do you ping pong on the same story? Do you write back and forth? Or do you just talk it out behind the scenes to develop your characters? Renee, why don't why don't you start with that question? To be honest, the, the first character that I borrowed, her name is Bala, and she's she's a kind of a spy. And uh, 
I put, I think in the comments of one of your, your chapters, hey, can I borrow her for a little while? Like, <laughs> and that's kind of how we started with, hey, and, and, and Camille did the same thing of, hey, can I borrow Jarvis for a little while? And so that's kind of how we've gone back, back and forth. And Camilla asked me what I thought he should look like. And she had her image of him. I kind of thought he was more of a James Bond figure. So Daniel Craig type. So, you know, that's kind of how we've gone back. And, and I have a few proposals for Camilla for possibly a shared story after, after we finish our two stories that we've got going on right now. Camilla, how is the collaboration working on your end? Well, it's, it's wonderful. I, I actually have a done a few stories with uh, another writer, Ben Ben 15, uh, and it has been so much fun. Sometimes a little bit difficult to uh, come by because of the different time zones, but uh, but we've made it work. I'm working with uh, Grasshopper on a story as well. It's going very slowly. We actually had uh, a deadline on uh, Valentine's Day that we didn't meet, but it, it, it will get out there at some point. And for me, who's not a, a native uh, English person, it's it's really wonderful to, to write with some of the very skilled writers on AO3. I really like it. It's 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 fun. And a lot of the stories on the two corporations I've got going now is it's actually, um, we sort of outlined them on uh, Facebook's Messenger. So it's, uh, it's just going back and forth a, a bit like ping pong. Uh, but it started with uh, Ben Ben 15 and I. We've written some stories uh, about Sydney and all the chances he had to propose to Charlotte, but missed. Interesting. And they are quite fun. They are a lot of fun. How, ladies, I've asked some of the, the other writers this question. How do you know when a storyline is done? Renee, I'll start with you. Um, for, for me, it's when another story starts taking my brain over. <laughs> so um, I'll write a story for a while. And then all of a sudden, my brain starts going to a different story. And I realize I, I need to start wrapping this one up because I can't give it the the care and love that it probably needs anymore. And, and I think that's kind of where I am. I, I think most of the stories I've written, I could actually make a part two. And the one I'm currently writing, Jinx, it probably should have ended. It was going to end a few chapters ago. But Camilla challenged me to keep it going. So I, I developed a whole other plot line that I'm trying to work out on a daily basis. But I think that's kind of, that's how I, I think about ending the story. But always leaving it open for another chapter. Camilla? Well, the short answer is, I don't know. I'm terribly bad at finishing my stories at the point where I intended to. And sometimes I feel that I'm, I continue for too long because I get too absorbed in the story, I fall in love with my characters. Maybe I get a little bit addicted to the uh, comments as well, because uh, there is a tendency for, uh, I think uh, Katie refers to it as the, the fourth uh, wall, where sort of the, the comments on the uh, on the chapters becomes tend to get a life of their own. And and I, I kind of find it hard to, to just end those. But like Renee said, it, it normally happens when another story starts to take shape in my sometimes a little bit disoriented mind uh, and I need to wrap it up and sometimes the the wrapping isn't that elegantly done uh, and I apologize to the readers of my stories uh, in advance because it sometimes happens that I need to uh, finish up quickly and it it could be done better but it's not to be helped. Let's talk hypothetically about Sanditon season two for a minute. What would good look like there relative to the resolution between the two primary characters uh, in Sanditon, Charlotte and Sydney, 
maybe you two have already resolved this in your stories because in full disclosure, I have not read all of your stories respectively, but what would you want to see out of an adaptation of Sanditon season two? Or do you feel like through your own fan fiction writing, you've resolved the kind of cliffhanger ending that Sanditon season nine episode that you were looking for, Renee? So either one of you can take it. Maybe Camilla, I'll start with you on this one. I, I think that a lot of uh, resolutions on how uh, season two could have taken place in the fan fiction. And I think that's why it's been such a popular uh, fan fiction and with so much commitment because we were all thirsting for, for a closure on, on this wonderful story. Uh, as what I hope to see, I hope to see Charlotte pissed and I hope to see Sydney doing some serious growling to uh, get into her good books again. And I kind of expect some of the strong characters like uh, Lady Worcester and perhaps Georgiana even to step up and, and offer some help to these two characters. Renee? I think what I'd like to see is actually Handstick's My Heart Belongs to You series because she concluded it so well. <laughs> Oh, thank you. It's a happy ending. I think the one thing that I would really like to see, though, is in addition to Georgiana and Su Lady Susan, is Crow. I think he is probably the one, one of the most intriguing characters, and I think he can do a lot. And he's some of my favorite lines came from him. I mean, I knew my soulmate. He was my soulmate in episode six when he says, uh, "I came to imbibe, carouse, and generally make an ass of it." <laughs> pretty much defines me on a daily basis. I just think he's amazing. Yeah, his story is really underdeveloped, I think, in season one. So there's a lot of opportunity there. And I think a lot of people really loved him. He was kind of the comic relief in a lot of the scenes. Mm -hmm. What about the Sanditon live meetup, ladies? Let's talk about there's, there's a hypothetical meetup that fans may meet up and actually get together post-pandemic. But I want to open the question up in a bigger way. What behaviors have you two changed because of Sanditon? Is it just the fan fiction writing or have you, have you done anything else in the real world, like join Twitter or done anything else that isn't in your normal bailiwick, so to speak, because of this story and how it affected you? Renee, I'll go with you first. Yeah. I think Twitter is a big thing because I, I did have an account, but I think I used it for five minutes several years ago. I'm not one of the high tweeting people because I'm not smart enough or clever enough to, to do really great tweets. But yeah, I tweet a lot. And I do think over this last year, I've actually taken a lot more risks and even and, and have been a lot more confident in trying new things. I mean, putting something that's personal, like these stories out there, I think just help other parts of my life. And I you know, I actually write for a living, but I don't write fiction. I, I write speeches and, and earnings reports and all those kind of fun things. And I think I've become more creative in that part of my life because of, of what I've done here. So I just feel like a, a more well-rounded person, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Camilla? Well, first of all, I, I've taken on Twitter as well. I've created a, a Sanditon uh, profile for, for that purpose. I'm extremely Danish uh, as a person, which means I'm closed up and I actually uh, <laughs> like the distance that we're having right now. In that way, I'm very Scandinavian. But somehow this community has given me some beautiful friendships with uh, these amazing people that I haven't met in person yet, but I still feel that I know through their stories and through their comments. Uh, Renee and I, uh, as you said, uh, email a lot. 
I direct message with the Ben Ben 15 and, and Grasshopper, and there's the whole community on, on Facebook as well. Actually, the only place where I have outed myself, which is uh, quite big for me because it, this is very private for me to, to write fan fiction. So, so in some areas, I've, uh, I've become less Scandinavian and less reserved uh, towards people I don't know uh, and haven't even met. Uh, because it's, it feels like we're all left on a different planet somehow. And the only way to survive is uh, if we stick together. Uh, and there's so much love and friendship in, in this community that I, I'm, I'm honestly baffled by it because uh, I've, I this was not what I expected. I expected to have a little corner where I could post some of my writing and be my own harshest critic. But, but instead, I've met these uh, wonderful people. So Yeah, this community is just unlike any other I think I've ever experienced in that there's been so many positive outcomes. And I think Jane Austen's not with us today, but I think she would love our endings with all the outcomes that have shown up, even though I don't know that she would agree with the writers of the series on their ending choice, but I think she would love the Sanditon sisterhood and the community that's been built here. Well, and I think, can I just add to that? I, I think- yeah. One thing that I, I'd really point out, and I, I've told other people this that kind of don't understand because they're like, what is fan fiction? And I'm like, don't look at it like it's like it is a genuine, wonderful genre. And I am so amazed that the stories that are out there are addressing really personal issues that are faced by women and men. I mean, from abusive relationships and bullying to the pain of miscarriages and the real struggle of life. Like, I just think it's fascinating how Sanditon has inspired all this creativity and authenticity in people. I, just, I think it's so special. I've never seen anything like this. It's actually more meta fiction than it's fan fiction, I think. Because, because uh, these stories uh, are so wonderful. They are a work of art in themselves. Uh, they could easily live without the boundaries of a, of a fan community. So for me, it was an underestimated genre. Uh, mm -hmm. I have to admit that. Well, before we wrap up, ladies, because this is the first meetup between the two of you face to face, I wanted to give you the opportunity to ask each other respectively a question, if you'd like. And Renee, I'll start with you if you have a question for Camilla. What is one story, Camilla, that you would recommend that everybody read that, that has been like your one of your most passionate stories to, uh, to read on AO3? One that another uh, writer has read. Mm -hmm. I think it would be the uh, diaries of uh, Sydney Parker by uh, Svalis writer, because the take on, on Sanditon is so very different from all the rest. In all the other stories, I feel you, you can actually uh, see some kind of similarities, but this is so unique in its form and the, the way she has uh, described the characters and, and continued building them. Uh, and she writes just so beautifully. And Camilla, do you have a question for Renee? What is the story you would like to write that you haven't written yet? I want to write a choose your own adventure that gives people an option of how things could shift and change. So you'd get to the end of a chapter and maybe if so you want Sydney to do one thing, you read this section, you want Sydney to do another thing, you do that section. So that's that's actually, I'd like to make lots of options, but that's a lot of work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're up for it, let me know. We can work well, on something. We can together. write it when you come to visit me in Denmark. I'm there. I'm there. I'm definitely going to the meetup. So, well, you heard it here first, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Well, with that, uh, Renee, let's start with you. Where can people find your fan fiction and follow you online? And then we'll follow up with Camilla as well. 
I'm on Archive of Our Own, and it's uh, it's a weird sign-on name because I couldn't figure out how to do it right. It's one strategy underscore Renee one, and I'm also on Twitter. I think it's Renee for Sanditon, if I remember right. And Camilla, I'm on Archive of Our Own as well uh, under the uh, pen name uh, Panstick, and also on Twitter as uh, Panstick seventy three. Perfect. Well, ladies, I am so glad I got the opportunity to bring you together to talk about all of our shared passion around Sanditon and fan fiction. I know after this miniseries, I've got a lot of reading to do, but uh, thank you both for sharing your perspectives. And hopefully one day this crazy pandemic will be all over. We may get or may not get a second series happy ending, but hopefully we can all meet up somewhere in the future and celebrate all the wonderful outcomes that have shown up post Sanditon season one. Thank you for participating. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Edutainer. If you're a super fan, head on over to our Patreon page, for the edutainer and you get extra goodies just for being a super fan. Our Patreon page is called Behind the Counter and on it we have an extra blog full of goodies just for our super fans. Also, join me on Clubhouse this year. I'm at Aaron Albert there as well as Instagram. Over at Twitter, I'm at Aaron L Albert and of course you all know I love LinkedIn. So let's connect and let's have a great 2021 together.